to die is gain. To live is is Christ. C.S. Lewis said, if you aim for earth, you get nothing. If you aim for heaven, you get earth thrown in. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the channel. This is episode 60, I think. Um, and we are... We have nothing really planned for today. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is a shot true. in the dark. It's going to be horrible. So We have something planned, right? We have a plan. I don't know what, yeah. you, what planet you're on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, <laughs> we all plan to uh, read read this book by uh, John Eldridge. Um, John Eldridge is a legend, obviously. He's written some great books. This one's called Wild at Heart. And, um, well, we haven't actually started reading it. <laughs> well, here's Jonah and I have read most of this book. Yeah, we just didn't finish it. No, so we are going to get into it, the four of us. And um, I'd love to hear from any of our listeners if they have read the book, mm-hmm. what you think about it, if you love it or hate it or anything else. Is this book also for women, or is it just no. for men? So there's the a woman companion this book. book. She's just. Dead to me. She's a man. She'll, be, she'll become a man <laughs> by reading this book. That's how it works. Yeah. The no. Way you can change. There, it actually does touch a little bit on that from like the man's perspective, and it goes a little bit into the woman's. Um, so, th- like, this book is about like how God designed man, um, and like man's heart, mm-hmm. and how that is like so uniquely, um, <coughs> like designed. For for men, I guess. And yeah, what kind of it, makes it? It men, says yeah. it a couple times in here. It's just like mentions if you're like a mom reading for her sons or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's which is probably why your mom has four copies yeah. of it. <laughs> every, every time she read it, she bought a new one. <laughs> That's how good it was. But um, support John Eldridge. There is a uh, a companion book called Captivating, mm-hmm. that is like the woman's version. Did his wife write it or something? Or yeah, how'd that work. Yeah, his wife wrote it. Are they both just like writers? Yeah, they're just legends. That's pretty sweet. No, they're like power couple. Yeah, Eldridge's. Yeah, nice. Um, they live in Colorado, so yeah, Co Springs. So, shout out John Eldridge. I know you're watching right now. So, you know, it'd be super sick if we finished this book, just like having him on. To Dude, I bet you'd do it. We should. We should see if we can get that organized. He's That'd pretty chill. Cool. I gotta post a lot of TikToks, get Have our views back up. And no, but like you know, <laughs> this, this guy's chill. chill. <laughs> I read his. I read like half of his book. He's no, guy. I've watched him on some stuff, and um, I've seen like some videos and other stuff that he's put together and nice. he's just like a man's man nice. he's like yeah for like he like made this whole video about like him and his sons like biking across the country just because they like cause they are can. men because they're men yeah. yeah be a man i'm like going through the man manness of that stuff don't drink coffee just eat the beans aiden do you feel like a man yeah. or do you think you're still <laughs> in the <laughs> The young man's... I feel like you're judging my outfit right now. <laughs> no, it's like a genuine question. I like, work at a tennis center, Luke. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, like... Was that your answer to this question? <laughs> no. <laughs> I work at a tennis center. Okay, what what defines man for you guys, like, right now, before we've, like, read the book? Like, you've already read it, mm. so don't cheat, but, like... <laughs> um, Has male genitalia and is, like, of... Is... Uh, hmm. mature like physically and mentally okay mm. because what does maturity mean in that like circumstance like break that down a little more well i'm not quite sure but i know that like 
Hmm. What's your definition of maturity? I guess that's like what it boils Dude, down I'm to. Dude, I just said I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, so, Aiden, why don't you think faster? <laughs> why, why don't you know the answer to this already? Uh, this question was just thrown on the table and you just have no answer? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, you know, what about you? you know what we didn't think about this question beforehand, so I really don't know the answer, okay? <laughs> yeah, we didn't just talk, talk about this. I'll, I'll just talk a little super fast. Free game. Yep. So, here's... It would take way too long to unpack that question. Yeah. <laughs> Moron. Like you could probably <laughs> you could probably make a whole documentary called like What is a man? I what bet. is a man? And we could well, unpack have you seen that. What is, have you seen the the What is a woman? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I really I've want to. I've seen way too many commercials for it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should so. we should make that'd be cool like a little mini documentary we could make. What is a man? Yeah. Well, not maybe that specifically, but like more of like I what guess is, I guess What I is maturity? Yeah. What is a what is a because yeah. I feel like eighty percent <laughs> of people in the world right now, or in America, they aren't mature. Um, <laughs> you're about to lick my arm. So maybe I will by saying my... that, do you have a definition of maturity? I think, in a sense, it's knowing knowing who you are, and then knowing the boundaries of like how you can talk to people and judge people, not judge people, but like say things to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, for a lot of things, like everything leads back to the fruits of the spirit for me. So like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control, which I think is the biggest one. So I think maturity really boils down to self-control. Um, and I think those are almost the same word in a sense, like maturity and self-control. I feel like to have maturity, you have to have a lot of self-control. Mm. And so then just breaking down what is self-control. So, and that's just like, you can apply it to a lot of the real world situations of like, do I eat this cookie or do I do this other thing? That's the really basic version of it. Or you can go harder. Is it like, what worldview do I pick? Knowing the knowledge that I have and knowing that it's true, do I still pick that? Or do I do the other easier thing? Like I, I read this quote that's really cool. Let me try to pull it up real quick here. Um, the other day. <coughs> well, why are you doing that? I would love to hear also from our readers. So quotes wrong. This, <laughs> this book talks about like true, and this is going to, like you might for those who are snowflakes please plug your ears but true masculinity um and how god designed that so i would love to hear if you guys think and look just because this alludes to your question a little bit too um if you think like what do you think about our world's view of masculinity and like how um like how men are portrayed and how men are like supposed to act i guess yeah like <coughs> i like i like what it said about something in here it's like a it was like a talk show quote um and it asked what happened and like this lady asked what happened oh, yeah. to like all the real men he's <laughs> like well you asked them to be women <laughs> yeah so it was um that's like in the first yeah little somewhere. excerpt it's really yeah but yeah. that's exactly it yeah what happened to all the real men yeah yeah well, the quote I was referring to is, uh, how should we use knowledge if having it isn't enough to make us do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's what Sorry. maturity boils no, down to. No, that's it. That, I was like, I was, hmm, you're hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a manly thing oh. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not a man if you don't grunt. Mm. Obviously, the Luke's <laughs> definition as well, you need to have at least some patchy facial hair goatee. Mm. To be <laughs> so that's why he still has it. He doesn't mm. want to lose his man I think, card. I think... Looking for mental maturity, you can definitely look at the book of Timothy because I was listening to it again recently. Although I already read it, it's like one of my—it's like probably my favorite book in the Bible. Okay, and it's pretty much just Paul, like, teaching Timothy how to be, the way I see it, like mentally mature, because it's like, you must pray for all people 
even your enemies. You must respect, like, if you're a slave, you must respect your master. If you're a master, you must respect your slave. If you're a husband, you have to respect your wife, but also, and also have self-control. But don't be afraid, since you're married, to engage in sexual intercourse or whatever. And so <laughs> this is all stuff that he says in that in First Timothy. And so, I mean, I think that's a great, I don't know, guideline for mental maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because physical maturity is just like finishing puberty. And I, I don't think I don't think all of us have graduated yet. So <laughs> <laughs> And that definitely does not get you mentally th- th- yeah, spiritual mental maturity. Exactly. <laughs> There's like I know a lot of men who are older than me who are way less mature than I am. And I'm not saying that out, out of an arrogant place, but out of, like, realistically. Like yeah. Joe Biden? Well. <laughs> he's just senile. Luke. Yeah, no, he, he's mature. He's He just got a few kinks that need to be ironed Yeah, out, well, you know? it depends on your, like, I don't think he has very good self-control. Oh, um, true. But I, I would agree. Like, most people of... Even a lot of Christians don't see it. But you're right. Like, the fruits of the Spirit are a real test of spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. And if you're not showing those off, like, if you're not living those, then you should check yourself. Is there a big difference between wisdom and maturity, you think? Or do they kind of go hand in hand? I think that maybe wisdom is is knowing the right thing, and then maturity is acting on that. Like Solomon, he had the wisdom, but he didn't have the maturity and the self-control to control it. Yeah, but if you think about Solomon, he what he did, and then he's like, I'm going to do it anyway to f- see what it's like. But that's not mature, right? But I, I also think he was doing it as like an experiment. It's like, I want to murder somebody to feel how it feels to murder somebody. Like, not because I can't control myself, but because I want to know what it's like. That's what the whole book of Ecclesiastes is about, is like, I tried everything under the sun and all was vanity. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think, he, well, obviously he lacked some maturity because he had 700 wives. So yes, there is definitely a difference between wisdom and maturity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about Solomon, like, yeah, that well, he had wisdom. Did he lose his wisdom or did he still have all that wisdom and just not <clears throat> act upon that wisdom? You can have wisdom and not use it. You can yeah. just, yeah, ignore it. So that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I guess maturity and wisdom are different in that way. Yeah. You, don't, you don't necessarily have to be wise to be mature. But you don't like, have to be mature to be wise either. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're pretty separate Separate. I things. think so. But you do have to have some sort mm. of knowledge to be mm. mature. Because mm. oh. maturity, yeah. you can't have maturity without knowing things, I feel like. Well, I think maturity... In most people's eyes, there's a relative term. That's true. Of like, what does a mature person look like? Yeah, that's how we're having this discussion, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we all kind of disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you asked, like, the world, they'd probably be like, well, a mature person can, like, have a glass of wine and not, like, <laughs> get drunk or whatever, you know? I'm like, a mature person just wouldn't drink the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Jesus was immature? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's blasphemous. No, I'm joking. You're going to have to no. hang <laughs> No, but I just think that's a really... A really shallow, like, measurement. Yeah. So, but I guarantee, like, some people would use that as, like, handling their alcohol as a thing of maturity. And I'm like, no, that's just, like. Yeah. That's you can't just take one thing. Fantastic. It's just, like, a whole. Yeah, it's a whole package. Yeah. Which is too much to unpack. 
Well, speaking of alcohol, it's the biggest drug in the country, which mm. I learned a lot today or this week because I was following this guy named Kevin Sabat around <laughs> doing a documentary, and he's pretty much like, pre- and you weren't there when he was talking at high school, right? I don't think so. Probably, yeah, because people were like hating on him outside. Were you there? Uh, I heard about it. I was inside and I looked through the window and is I he saw. Is he a Christian? No. Uh, it was he was still getting? Is he? Is he right wing? No, he's just. He's worked for both. He's worked for Obama. So and he's, he's <laughs> people just so hate him anyway. <laughs> no, so well, they're high schoolers and they all love like weed. So yeah, he's uh, pretty yeah. much saying that. Is this well, this was the guy speaking out against marijuana? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I was following him around. So it was really interesting seeing his. And then, like, I got a lot of time spending to spe- like spend with him in the car, <coughs> and like. So it was consensual that you were following him. Yeah, you I were, was like, hired by him. him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you um, just made it sound like you were like. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> um, and so I was talking to him about what he believed. Um, and he's I forgot what he called himself, but he pretty much like believes in all religions and how they're all true. And so it's just interesting. It's like interesting to talk about, like, because he's obviously intelligent and smart, and just talking to someone about that, like, because he believes in Jesus, but he also believes in Buddhism. And so that's just like a really crazy concept to me, because I'm like, well, Jesus says, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And then this religion says you can only do this religion, that saves you. And then now you're saying you can have all these religions agree with each other in some sort of way. Um, and so he was kind of saying like there was different times for each religion and every pa- like time in history needed a different religion to make sense. So what's, whose religion is now? I know. I'm like atheism <laughs> is science <laughs> now. <laughs> science is the new religion. Yeah. So that was interesting. Very interesting. What, what would, what would you respond to someone that says like all religions, essentially they all lead to one place? I, I would say like, so where are you going to go when you die? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I know right where I'm going. I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to this. Uh, Double dog dare me and I'll prove it to you. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I will jump off this cliff right now. Uh, no, I, I've been listening to this like Christian. Did I tell you guys this Christian playlist? It's oh, like no. hard. It's like metal Christian. It's <laughs> <laughs> No like screaming or some of it is. I hate the screaming stuff, but Jesus! I thought <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, actually there's one <laughs> band there's one band that's called Disciple and they're like <laughs> and it's like the name of Jesus and you're like, okay. But there's this one band called Demon Hunter, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great name for a podcast, dude. But one of the songs he's like, I have no fear because death is on my side. In the like, because now, like, since Jesus conquered death, like, death is a benefit, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love that. So anyway, no, I love when Paul was like, <clears throat> death is gain, and to live is to live for Christ. Yeah. Essentially, like, to die is gain, to live yeah. is for is Christ. C.S. Lewis said, "If you aim for earth, you get nothing. If you aim for heaven, you get earth thrown in." Steve. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I love C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, C.S. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mister Lewis, for that nugget. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's his What's his first name again? CS stands for is, Clive is, is Staples. It, yeah, it's like, I, I never knew that, and yeah. I figured it out. I was like, bro, that's hilarious. Clive Staples. Staples. No wonder you went by CS yeah. Lewis. If you guys could pick four people in history to sit together and do a podcast together for mm. thirty minutes, not including Jesus, not who would you pick? Damn it. 
Because um, <laughs> all four of mine would have been Jesus. <laughs> yeah, just four of the disciples. <laughs> God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit <laughs> doing yeah. a podcast. Um, what's happening there? Huh? Oh, I'm asking if I can go over a shift. Uh, and I guess okay. I didn't say my name. I, anyways, my picks would be Paul, C.S. Lewis, Hitler. That's your that's your pick. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, let's do this easier. We all get to pick one person. So all yeah, right, okay, you gotta pick right. one person. Okay, that's fair. Paul. Alright, Kyle. I'll go with C.S. Lewis. It's a win for both of us. <laughs> Wait, are we like all? Is this like an eight-person discussion, or is this like a one-on-one? On one? Four, no, four people. Four-person discussion like right now. Oh, and we just get to watch. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hypothetical. Well, then you just gotta have like a horrible person in there, right? You gotta make yeah. it interesting. Yeah. 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 Like throw like. I, I'm I'm thinking of Stalin or Hitler, mm. or like that one. What was that? That Chinese president. Xi Jinping. Oh no, that's that's now. No. Uh, that one guy that was like Mao Zedong. Like, yeah. We'll throw Mao. Ma- Mao. Mao. We'll throw Mao in there. Mao. I'll, f- I'll pick a guy in the middle, maybe Augustus Caesar. Mm. It'll be pretty interesting. Augustus Caesar. What, what language do they all be speaking? Augustus Caesar. Caesar. Um, Caesar's palace. That's where the word Kaiser, Kaiser comes from. Kaiser is in German. Um, I <laughs> guess, I mean, language, it, it wouldn't, they would all just speak what they, they speak and they understand it. slaves and translators. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul obviously speaks all of them through the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, yeah. Paul and Augustus yeah. would speak Latin to each other, and then C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis just like, pulls up Mal- in, his, his, in his top hat, you know, hello, fine gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'd pick some sort of just, like, random dude from, the, like, an African tribe to sit there and, like, try uh-huh. to... Because he, he'd be able to understand them, but, like, also not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why would you do that to the poor guy? <laughs> some <laughs> random <just> brain. Because <laughs> 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 he'd ask the questions we all would want to be asking, because if it was all these powerful people, they would just be talking about things we don't understand. He's like, I killed a lion to become a man. <laughs> and then, like, she's super deep on that or something. <laughs> ah, but you see, the lion was only a form of masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> the lioness is what you must slay. What you were really pursuing was your heart. <laughs> Actually. Anyway. Sick. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on, I guess. Yeah, what were you even saying? <laughs> Dead end. Uh, Aiden, why is your coffee so big? Like, Yeah, why is it bigger than Kyle's Hydro Flask? Like, how long does it take you to finish that? Oh, well, I don't drink it in one day. I usually just, ca- like, carry it I would it hope not. Yeah. That's, like... <laughs> <laughs> I carry it around because I don't want to, like, put it in a glass, so I just drink out of it. Mm. <laughs> it takes me, like, four, three, four days to finish one of these. Mm. Nice. <laughs> mm. Mm. Where were we? Literally nowhere. We keep just rambling. All right. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just keep asking random questions. That's what I'm talking about. To Kyle. Kyle, if you didn't have Jesus what? in your life, what would your life look like right now? Mm. If you didn't have mm. Jesus as like a, because you know he's 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 a boundary, he's a guide because a we're, we're mature, we're wise. But let's say Jesus didn't exist, how would your life look like? You think? I'd probably be a jerk to everybody, and um, I wouldn't be married to my awesome wife, so I'd be single and alone. We're divorced, number four or something. Yeah, like that. probably. I probably would have like. Gotten some girl. What's the What's the point of getting married if Jesus isn't real? Like I asked myself, like, why do people get married? Why Why are you like attaching yourself to one? I guess like you can still have love without having to believe. I don't in think Jesus. you can have real love without it. Exactly, but yeah, it's like they try to counterfeit it. I guess or like, yeah, cause it's, cause it's all based off emotion. Yeah. So you you feel emotionally drawn towards somebody, 
and then you're like, oh, I, I emotionally am so emotionally attracted to you that I want to be with you all the time. And then that's why we have such a high divorce rate is because, well, after a few years, now I'm not as emotionally attracted to you. Now, <clears throat> that's mainly because the like our society doesn't encourage people to actually dig in deeper with their spouse and get to know them on a more intimate level. So they're like, you know, if you're spending eight hours away from each other every day, the people that you, if you, you know, if you're not intentionally spending time with your spouse, it'd be very easy to get drawn away from your spouse and be closer to somebody else. So then you're like, Oh, I'm now I'm emotionally attracted to some girl that I see at work or some girl that I work with at work or like, some girl How close can you get to someone? Like, are you and Andrew still figuring things about each other? I like or like, I love how we just ask Kyle about his marriage life <laughs> yeah. every time he's on the podcast. Is there, is there is there is there like a point where you get to where you're like, oh, I Complete. could discuss this problem, but like you already like know, like I already know what you're gonna say, and like I don't know. Is there a dead end? No, because it's they're still a different person. So at the end of the day, it's like you can't. Like as close as you get to that, you don't person. run out of conversational topics. Ever. Well, no, and people actually. change and get new <laughs> the ideas. The closer you get to somebody, because then it's like, you when you agree with somebody on something, and and I'll be honest, like Andrea and I agree on mostly everything, but there are there are certain things that we disagree on, um, and it's like are small those like nuances, political things, or yeah, it could be political, it could be even like theological stuff, um, but it's not like the basic foundation of our faith is identical. So that is something that, um, like, I don't think anybody in the entire world shares the exact same theology as me. Yeah, I just we don't all think it's possible. We're all different, yeah. so. Like, I believe that we all get horns when we go to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we have discussions about that stuff, and, you know, you experience things, like new things every single day. So you, have, you always have different stuff to talk about and your mind is changing all the time. Like your thoughts, your beliefs will change. And as those change, then you have somebody who, when you're super close to them, it's actually awesome because you can discuss that stuff with them. Like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm really thinking like, like this, you know, is totally different. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like our, we, we talked often about like, you know, do you feel differently about heaven or do you dif- feel differently about the end times? Like stuff like that, that we don't know truth about, but it's like, oh, I'm figuring out this stuff about Jesus. I'm figuring out the stuff about God and the Bible that is changing my perspective. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Yeah. And then you have this person who's completely vulnerable, completely open, and you can completely trust to be able to bounce that stuff back on. And then it's not like, you know, there's no judgment. There's no <coughs> like... I don't know, you kind of get to walk hand in hand, which is awesome. So that base you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. How essential is that and how big, like, how how much basic things should you agree on and what are those things? I think in order to have a, well. So faith, life, disclaimer obviously, here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that my marriage is, like, the best marriage ever. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, I, I honestly believe that. Like I look at other people's marriages and I'm like, I wish you had what I had because <laughs> yeah. my marriage is so awesome. But that's because we, ha- we, we live on that foundation of faith. Like at the end of the day, there's, there's some other stuff like 
Okay, let's go deeper than just the faith thing. So, like, that's believing that Jesus died for you on the cross. Yep. That your sins are forgiven, that it's not through works, but through faith. Is there anything else besides those things, or is it pretty much it? Like, um, the basic, basic level. Like, f- choosing to follow Jesus yeah. every day. Okay. Kyle, you out, Aiden? He has 20 seconds left. And do you want to say something before those 20 seconds are up? Don't say anything stupid, because we're deep right now. I know. I've had a really hard time not judging people, and so I'm really irritable lately. So pray for me. I'll okay. try and be nicer to people. Got it. Aiden, have fun at work. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being here. We shall see you next Sunday. <laughs> Was that the timer? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Bye, Aiden. All right, Kyle, back to you. All right. Love you. Um, so yeah, that base. So yeah, that basic foundation of like the gospel, like God created us in perfection. Uh, we fell out of that communion with God because of sin. Jesus died for our sin and rose again so that we can have a relationship with him. And so believing that, and then also believing that we, one, have a calling to follow Jesus and become more and more like Jesus and that we should be growing in that relationship with Jesus. Um, and then additionally, like, a purpose for your life. If you don't have, like, because, like, this is where marriage can get super tricky is if, like, let's say my vision for my life was, like, I want to be, like, a pro cornhole player. Like, I'm just trying to be realistic because, like, that's probably something I could actually pursue if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to, like, throw away most of my <laughs> my life as it is, right? And if, if that was my vision and Andrew had a vision of like building a family and I was like, let's get married. And then I'm like, Hey, so, um, off to a cornhole tournament. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to like live in a van for just a little while. Like I'll probably, you know, maybe I'll be pro in like a year or two and then I'll be making some good money off of sponsorships or whatever, like enough to get by. Right. It's, I'm not going to be like making millions of dollars, but maybe like you know, six figures, whatever. I don't know how much you make as a pro corner player, but I knew that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if, you know, that is going to be, if, if we have conflicting vision and she's like, well, I don't want to live in a van cause I want to live in a house so I can have children and raise them. And then I'm like, well, put that on the back burner. For you. Yeah. So having a, a, a spiritual vision, um, for your lives where like Andrea and I have a vision of like we, and it's a little bit, it, it gets a little bit more specific, but we really want to bless people. Like we want to be able to open up our home to people. We want to be able to give to people. Like we want to be those people who are like, you know, Hey, my prayer request is like, I really can't afford rent this month. And then like they get a envelope on their door with like a thousand bucks cash. Like we want to be those people. Yeah. Um, and why, why do you want to be those people? Just because you like, like we, that's just a fun way. Like God has blessed us so much that we want to be able to use what God has given us to bless others Mm -hmm. and also use that to be like, Hey, God has huge, huge plans for you and he can take care of you in such extraordinary ways. Like we want to be the hands that do that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but then like, and it gets more nuanced because we also have children. So it's like, you know, we want our children to know the truth and we want them to have a strong foundation. And so your vision is huge, but at the end of the day, it needs to come back to be able to where you guys can come and be like, yeah, we agree that like, you know, simplify that down to the most concentrated version of it is like, we want to be used by God. Mm-hmm. So can you agree on those things that 
you know, the gospel is true, that we have a calling to become more like Jesus and that we have a purpose, a spiritual purpose in our lives. I think that's a huge foundation because if you have disagreements in any of those places, you will like, that's the, where everything else bubbles up out of. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, for an example, something super small. Hey, I want to, um, stay home tonight. Like I, you know, had a busy day at work. So I just want to, you know, spend some time on the word, like read the Bible. I didn't get to do that today. I'm a total jerk if I don't get to do that. Well, if Andrea has a different vision for her life than I do, she's like, well, I want to go out tonight and like go grab some drinks and have fun with friends. And I'm like, like that might seem like a super small disagreement, but it bubbles back down to what's your vision? Mm. What's your purpose? What's your plan? Yeah, she goes out to the bar, and then she's mad at you, so she meets a new guy. And then then I kill some guy, (laughs) and I end up in jail. And that's what (laughs) Kyle will be like without Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably would be in jail. I I probably would have done some bad things. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, now that you're hydrated and stuff, next question. All right. Soulmates. Made Mm. or discovered? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I, I, for a second, I thought you were talking about maid, like, as in the cleaning lady. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Could be. Could be. Could be. No, um, uh, this is a deep topic. Well, first we got to discuss, like, soulmate. Is that even a thing? Mm-hmm. Are you so that's your the, soulmate? I believe so. Like, define soulmate. Soulmate meaning, like, God's will for who you should meet in your life, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, your soulmate and then, like, God's soulmate for you? No, I don't think so. I think that like if you follow God's plan and his will for you to get married, like that person that he, like I, I, I believe God has designed somebody that fits so perfectly with you that you couldn't even thought them up. Like you couldn't even choose them yourself. But now I also think that there's a lot that goes into that. And if you don't follow God's will perfectly, then I don't know. It if I actually let me rephrase that. If you're not choosing to serve God with that relationship, like your relationship is not something you serve God with, mm-hmm. just your relational activities, um, then I don't think that. Like I think it's easy to miss the boat there, but I, I don't want it to say. Don't want to say like you missed your person and then they're out there sucking like as well like just hating life you know um so it's kind of nuanced i think the only reason i think that is because when you see people who have honored god with their lives and with their relationships and they're in a like an awesome marriage you can see how god like used them both and brought them together and andrea and i are a perfect example (laughs) (laughs) be like me and andrea um and, and honestly, like, I say that in all humility where, like, I made a lot of poor decisions growing up and in relationships, but I constantly went back to God and was like, God, like, I want what's best. what, But, like, your best, not my best. Because my best is not the best. <laughs> um, and so I think God led me to Andrew. But if you look at all of the things that had to happen for Andrew and I to meet, it's actually mind-boggling. Because we lived so far away um, when we, like, came to an age where we could start dating. But, like, 
many, many, many years before that, like her grandfather was in an alcoholic home, like growing up when he was really little. Um, and he hated it because his parents would like fight and like, like get physical altercations and stuff like that. And so he started searching for something better and then became a Christian at a young age. Well, then as he grew up, he had kids, but he started leading churches. My dad was an orphan growing up. Like his mom just was like peace. And his dad was a druggie and he literally was like just at his house with his sister who was like, I think 10 at the time and he was eight and they were just alone for like weeks. And like the neighbors would like bring them groceries and they were just like, guess my mom's never coming back. So then he got thrown into like foster care and stuff like that. But through that struggle, like he became a Christian and, um, so like, then like my dad randomly, they were moving to this new town. They called up this church and it happened to be Andrew's grandfather's church, which is insane, right? Like two guys who their parents gave them like the worst possible lot in life, like alcoholics, druggies became Christians. And because of their common faith met each other because they were going to church together. And then that guy's granddaughter like eventually like because of that that common connection that my dad and her grandfather had they were like they like met hung out like for a few years together and then they parted ways and then it was like years later they were like hey like we should visit each other and then i was like dang that girl's hot (laughs) and (laughs) um so anyway like all of that stuff that that comes into it i'm like if without God in that picture, Andrea and I would never meet. Without God in that picture, like Andrea and I never come together. So I'm like, God did a lot of incredible work in our family's lives for Andrea and I to meet each other and get married and now have children. So I'm like, like, that's crazy. Like yeah. we got like we gotta do something awesome with that. So and the when you're talking about soulmates, I'm like, if you think all of that happened by coincidence, then you're blind. <laughs> like seriously yeah. so that's always so crazy to think about like me and Jonah wouldn't be born if Hitler didn't exist for, per se <laughs> like yeah it's so all thank these God te- for Hitler yeah <laughs> <laughs> like all these terrible things that happen and God can use them for good when yeah. say, like that's that cl- cliche cl- cliche Bible verse like yeah. you know like what God or for what, God what works all things together for good for those who love him yeah and then also like uh, I don't know what the word is but like Essentially, well, like what what say what Satan meant for bad, or what me meant for bad, God can turn into good. Essentially, yeah. So <sighs> to condense that down for soulmates, it's like I think if you're seeking God and you think like, "Hey, God, I think you have somebody awesome that we like I can partner with in life." God's like, "Yeah, I do." But if you're like, "God, I don't believe that crap," He's like, "Then you're just gonna give whatever you pick." You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? And it's gonna suck. And you're gonna end up as far <laughs> not, not necessarily. Too. Not necessarily. Like, like I know people who do not believe in soulmates or like whatever, like God has a person for you. Um, okay. Well, actually there's one that's specifically that I know that has a horrible <laughs> marriage. So it's a bad example, <laughs> but I, but I do know, like, um, I, I know a lot of people who have awesome relationships who don't believe that, but they, they also use that foundation of like, Hey God, God maybe didn't like, you know, 
choose us from birth to be together. But at the same time, like we are using our lives for God and we love each other. So like we have like that awesome connection that way. I think you can compare this a lot to a lot of people being like, what's my purpose? You know, like I think God, yeah, for some people and for maybe all of us, he has like a specific, like, this is the best plan for your life. This is like the job you would have to get and all this stuff. Um, but maybe also it's just like, God doesn't really care. He's like, as long as you love me and you love others and you're doing whatever, you know, you can to do that and asking me to help you do it, I'm going to help you do it. And it's going to be amazing. Um, cause like, this is something I think I, I was talking to the guy that helped Kevin so that he's a awesome Christian. Um, is actually a, a Jew. Um, well, not like he's a what, <laughs> messianic Jew. Jew. Yeah. Um, which actually, uh, his wife's dad runs this church in, uh, in Denver. And like we went inside, he opened like the secret door and there's like an original Torah that was saved from World War II. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Anyways. Um, but like we were talking about like, yeah, what's God's, you know, purpose for our life? What's the right door to say yes to and all that stuff? Because like sometimes it feels like there's so many good options that, you know, don't seem wrong. And sometimes the only way to kind of like know if it's right or wrong is just to, to go for it and ask God to help you through it. And it's not like you're going to get a voice booming in the sky being like, this is your soulmate or this is the perfect job. It's just like, you know, obviously pray about it, read the word so you can kind of gauge if that's something that you should pursue and then do it and see where it takes you. And usually it's going to take you to somewhere good. So, Yeah. And uh, honestly, like when I first met Andrea, I wasn't thinking like, this is the woman that God has chosen for me. I was thinking this girl's hot and she's a Christian. So like win, win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it didn't come until years later to where I started to realize like, Oh my gosh, like the amount of like coordinating that had to happen for us to meet and like how perfect she is. Like she brings out. And, and again, a lot of this is our commitment to each other and our commitment to um, like God. Yeah. To God <laughs> and like deepening our relationship with God that has helped in that too. So yeah. well, that's awesome. It's not just like you meet your soulmate and then you're like, everything's perfect. We never fight. Like <laughs> now I have my perfect job and our children are beautiful and like everything's great. Like it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. So nice. Well, shall we help into some, some fun Q and a we got here? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. These so are some good ones. We got Zuba gaming. Joe, you want to read that one? No. Well, too bad because <laughs> you can read better than I do. So, <clears throat> Is giving yourself an unfair advantage to benefit towards your own success a sin? Let's just pause yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, put I this mean, into like a yeah. real life situation. Like, what yes. would this look like? But yes. Think about it. Think that, think that through for a second. How do you give yourself an unfair advantage? Like what's a scenario that would happen in? I don't know. You do like an, I don't know why it came to mind, but like an eating competition, you give the other person more food. And you have less food. Yeah, or like a running competition, you chop off their leg. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, well, those are always bad things. Is there is there ways you can give yourself? I mean, it's unfair. An unfair yeah. is bad. It's it's like whatever. There's there's spectrums to it. Obviously, whether you like, I don't know, untie your opponent's shoelace or chop their leg off. <laughs> yeah. Those are two extremely different things. But in the end, yeah, yeah. I think there's a difference between an unfair advantage that you, you know, manufacture for yourself. And a lot of us are born, mm. it seems, into an unfair advantage. Like, we're born in America. We have food. We have, I mean, in our circumstance, like, we had amazing parents and stuff. 
But just like your story said, you can be born in a very unfair nah, place it says like your parents. Giving, giving yourself. Well, we're not talking about this right now. We're talking about <laughs> like, you know, the people that are born with no mom and dad that are living in their house alone. Like they can still get their way out of that. And sometimes it makes them even stronger. So but like you have an advantage in it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think, yeah, to answer the question, like Jonah was saying, it's like when you throw in the word unfair, <laughs> yeah. like no matter what competition you're talking about, the person who wins has an advantage, whether it's a mental advantage or a physical advantage. Like that's the whole point of competition. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're measuring your strength against somebody, the way that you win is because you have a strength advantage, right? Like the, so, well, it could be by luck or chance at sometimes, but mostly it's because of it. Yeah, but it's like, who can lift more weight? Yeah. The guy who's stronger. Yeah. So he has an advantage because he's stronger, right? So, but if, but then if you're like, well, I'm going to use fake weights, that's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what makes that a sin? <laughs> it's pretty obvious, I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, it's deceit. It's, it's, it's. It's uh, not loving others, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of you're kind of you're kind so of putting, <laughs> well, I mean I guess it also kind of depends like you're putting trust in yourself and not in God like yeah. in a lot of ways too what the like is there money involved or is it just like yeah what's the what's uh, the result it's like a video game competition you just can say that Trolling you're better people. than your friend I guess I, I don't know yeah are you like playing you know just with your yeah if you're playing with your friend like well then it's more Halo, of a prank right? some it's, Halo it's 1v1 yeah then it can be like a joke yeah but if it's like you're playing, hey bro, but you five hundred dollars that I can get there before you can. Actually, you know what? I have a great real life example of this. <laughs> uh, we, my father in law and I, played a cornhole tournament a few weeks ago, and when we showed up to the cornhole tournament, I brought my own bags to throw, and they're really they're not really nice bags. They're like a hundred dollar bags, and when we showed up, like the other bags are like bulk amazon just horror like all the weights are different like just garbage and so like i went up to the tent and i was like hey can i throw my own bags they're like absolutely i was like sweet and so we're throwing my bags which are super consistent and we're also better than everybody else but the bags took it to another level right there was one team who like flipped out because we had these bags and i'm like it was technically an unfair advantage, <laughs> but also it was like according to the rules. So it was like, but then you didn't you adva- have any bags. <laughs> yeah, that was your advantage, your knowledge and foresight and understanding. Of exactly. So that wasn't unfair advantage because it was still allowed. Because then that's the thing. I like made it very clear. I was like, hey, like, is it cool if we can use our bags? They're like, sure. Yeah. And okay. then we even gave another team another set of bags, and we still won. So it's <laughs> nice. better. Just simply better. Um, and then the. Last part of that question is, is it considered cheating? Yes. And which it probably is. I love how he answers this question there. Uh, or Zuba even scamming if there's a prize involved. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Zuba, you know what's up. You know the truth, man. <laughs> or woman. Uh, Addie Moore, how do you be friends with someone without joining in on what they're doing? Like if they're always gossiping. Well, let me tell you about this friend of mine real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we gossip about people. Like yeah. straight up, we did this morning, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Honestly, it, it, it's more in a jokingly funny way. <laughs> don't know how to do traffic. Like usually, it's, it's just for comedy, yeah. Yeah. and not really to actually like you know put someone down and hate on them. Yeah, well, like I'm also not like 
looking up the people in the city council and then just bring <laughs> like bringing a picture of them, being like, "Hey guys, this is who we have to thank for all our problems." <laughs> yeah. Let's go riot outside their house and throw eggs at their car. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about this question? Like, how do you to rephrase it? Like, how do you interact with people who have different values than you and not debase yourself? Oh, well, it depends. <gasps> Sorry. If, like, the person, like, respects your, like, re- like uh, I don't know, opinion or, like, your stance on something to the point where, like, you won't do it and they're not going to be like, well, you're just a lame person and they're just going to, like, <laughs> I don't know, just slander you for not doing it. Or if they're going to be like, all right, that's cool. I'm going to go over here and do it and you can just sit over here. Yeah. So, I guess having mutual respect for each other. Um, but then there's the next part of this question, which is like, also, if your friends say that they're Christians, but are always gossiping and being mean to people, should you correct them and say they shouldn't mm. be doing that or leave it be? So that's like the other side of it where you do, you do have that base that we were talking about apparent, like you both say you have that base, yep. but, and that goes just pretty much in my opinion, back to accountability. Like, of course you should tell that person like, yeah, no, you shouldn't be doing that, but that's really hard to do. because It is, but you're exactly right. Yeah. That's what Steve was talking about that this morning. Christians nowadays do a really good job of, and I'm pulling this straight from Steve's sermon. Well, it's not straight. It's paraphrased or summarized. That's paraphrased. Uh, but we do a really good job of judging people who are not part of God's church, not part of the body of Christ, where the Bible specifically says, like, we can't judge can't them. Hold because, them to yeah, we can't hold them yeah. to the same standard. But And then, like, within the body, we don't hold each other accountable Mm -hmm. so we flipped it completely yeah it's where it's like we're gonna judge other people but we're not gonna like talk to christians about their blatant disrespect of their own beliefs i think it was paul but they he literally took it to the level where if it's like okay if someone does something wrong in the church you first go to him personally like if he did something to you and be like hey that wasn't cool like all the forgiveness stuff and all that if it, that doesn't work, then bring them to multiple people. If that doesn't work, bring them in front of the whole church. And if that doesn't work, throw them out of the church. And stone them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they throw them out of the church in hopes of, like, you know, he'll learn his lesson in a sense. So, like, it goes to the point where, like, yeah, you hold people accountable to a standard where there is, there's a point where you're like, okay, we can't really be friends right now because we just can't get this figured out. Or, like, you're saying something and you're doing something else. So... I guess some solutions with that to that would be obviously give them multiple chances, give them forgiveness and always have your doors open again for them to come and be your friend, but don't let them just keep slandering you and you keep forgiving them and they don't really learn a lesson from it. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, what Jonah, I think what Jonah said is like pretty spot on. Like if you're with non-Christians, then you just make a statement of like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. Like just letting you guys know, like, Hey, you know, What's her name? Uh, Adriana. Addy. Addy. Adriana for short. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Addy, it's like if your friends are gossiping and they're not Christians, then you can be like, hey, guys, like change the subject. Or like, hey, I'm not going to like talk bad about them. Like, I don't or think it's Or compliment the person they're talking about. Like yeah, just like, be the opposite. <laughs> I really think like, you know, that they, the way they kiss that guy in the hallways is cool. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know what people gossip about, anyway, <laughs> anymore, but 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's usually drama (laughs) like that. Um, So, but then on, yeah, like you said, on the flip side, if it is a Christian, you should call them out and be like, Hey guys, we're, we're called to be better than this. So that was an interesting thing you said last week though. Like you see how we live our lives and you're like, I can't really, I guess you can tell us it's right or wrong, but like holding us accountable to that standard in a way, you know, like what I'm talking about is like what you're saying, like what you've learned in like this ministry is like, we're in a, at a different spot than mm. I guess you are. Like, how does that kind of compare? Well, it's, it's not like I'm like, Hey guys, like you should go party. Yeah. Like it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm like, Hey guys, you shouldn't party. Like, this is what the Bible says. And you're like, well, we're going to do it anyway. And then I'm like, well, that's really not good for your spiritual health. <laughs> but it's, but it's also, it's what I've realized is like within that I was in the same perspective and people, when you look at how Jesus loved people, he wasn't just like, Hey, don't do that. And then they're like, well, I did it. And he was like, now you're going to burn. He was like, I still love you. And then they were like, Oh, Whoa, that's different. That's countercultural. And I love Jesus now. And so we're called to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like loving people in that. And, and again, like I said, like I'm still calling you guys out and holding you accountable, but I'm not throwing you out in the street. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're still hanging out with us and talking yeah. to us. Yeah, I still love you guys. Nice, uh, Kendra and James. <laughs> we probably don't, should we even answer this question? Like, <laughs> I think this question is, yeah, it's good. it's just pretty great. All right, <laughs> Johnny, you read this one. I don't. <laughs> I don't I'll read, read it. it. <laughs> I'll read it. And we don't. You know, this is what Ked and Jamar, Ked and Jamar, Jamar Kedden said. Hey guys, hey, what's up, guys? I just want to uh, maybe bleep out <laughs> who asked that. Actually, <laughs> like it's in the comment section. Okay, like people can go look there. If they All right, want to, so. whatever. Uh, just want to ask, what does it mean when you dream that you are gay, but you are not gay in real life? Um, great question. <laughs> Here's what I'll say: um, Don't ask a leftist this question <laughs> because they will give you a very different answer. Um, like a radical leftist, but, uh, I will say that there's a bunch of different stuff that goes on in dreams. And I know that there are a lot of things that I do in dreams that I would never do in real life. Um, and do you think you can control dreams to a certain level? Some dreams. I think you can. can. I had a dream the other night where I was like erratically gambling (laughs) and I was like, dude, this better be a dream because I just put like another 10 grand on black. I had like infinite money, but like at one point I put a house on the line or something. I was like, I hope this is Like my kids are next. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think there's a point where you can like control. Yeah. And sometimes like some dreams you're like more in control of than others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just along for the like ride. Lucid like lucid dreams. Happening. You like, you can like pretty much control them the entire yeah. time. Um, which then it's like, if you're choosing to do things <laughs> in those dreams that you wouldn't do. No, no, that's, I'm, I, I got to back that out. There's definitely times in my dreams where I like wake up and I'm like, I was manipulating that dream <laughs> and I would never choose that in real life. Yeah. Um, so it, I think that dreams are so spiritual and we don't give it that, um, like that much credit essentially. Almost yeah. Like. We don't, we There's don't probably a reason credit. that you forget most of your dreams because <laughs> if you remember most of them, like 
I don't know. It's just crazy to see how they, it's just like, how they work. Because if all dreams were true, and I've asked people this question because I think it's interesting, would you rather have all your dreams be true or all your dreams be just dreams? Mm. The answer is mostly all my dreams be just dreams because there are some horrible things that go on in dreams. Yeah, yeah. I've murdered many people <laughs> <laughs> in my dreams. I've had I've been like driving in a car with like Lewis, and he gets like we we fall off. Um, Independence paths, and he gets like impaled by a tree and stuff. <laughs> it's it's just yeah. like some. It's just like I'd rather <laughs> them all be fake than that one time where I like accidentally win an iPhone 13 and gotta keep it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then wake up and see. And it's then not wake there. up and then <laughs> you, you pat your bed stand. It's like where uh, is it? And then you're like, wow, that was horrible. I always but have these dreams where like I find these old, um, like collections of coins from like before jesus's time and they're <laughs> worth like millions of dollars each <laughs> and i'm like i'm rich this is awesome <laughs> you wake up you go to your basement i'm like i don't know for I me still... it was usually a water gun for some reason I don't know why. Not for me it was always like phones or something but like uh, that <laughs> water gun that uh that like <laughs> sense of disappointment is much less than the sense of relief when you like <laughs> so insanely <laughs> crash your car into like a yeah. massive tree. Like one time I had a dream that I like vividly, like I vividly like destroyed my car and it was all my fault. Like I totally just like, I was doing something and I like rear-ended the crap out of this like family SUV or something. <laughs> and there's like dead kids, whatever. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, oh my God. It was a dream. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. God. Thank you. Sometimes I'll like continue my morning for like five minutes thinking it was real and like just super stressed. I'm like, wait, that actually isn't real. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. That, that sense of relief that it wasn't true is just so much greater than that small sense of disappointment. Yeah, you're right. So I love how we just, yeah, uh, Kent, Kent <laughs> Hedden, you probably asked this as a joke, but we're going to take every question we get and answer as seriously as we possibly yeah. can. So mm. keep asking silly questions and you're going to keep getting mad facts back. So Mad facts. But yeah, um, so I think that <laughs> mad fact. <bro. laughs> I think that you know, it, there's so much spirituality in there that the Satan could be attacking you. There, it could be underlying things that, like thoughts that you've had. Um, so it's what I actually actively like to this day pray for my dreams. Mm. Like as like we, I pray with Andrew, kiss her goodnight, and then I like lay there and I'm like, all right, God, protect my dreams from some, some specific stuff too, because there's some dreams that I've had so much of that I hate them. And it's like, you know, like if I'm kissing another girl in my dream, I'm like, God, yeah. protect me from that crap because it yeah. just makes you feel nasty when you wake up. I had a nightmare once and like when I was like seven and then after that, like I have like this, <laughs> like every time I, I, my dad prays with me every night, right? So I have like this like I don't even I don't even know if it's a good or bad thing, but like I have like a prayer ritual. It's like a recited thing, like I memorize, and I'll like just say like I pray for people that are dead now, <laughs> and, then, and then I say it, and I'm like, wait, he's, he's gone. Um, but it's it's like a, it's like a it's like it's like a thing. Well, because it's, it's such like, a habit. It's it's such yeah. a habit. But like one one of the one of the good habits is like I sleep well and then I have good dreams. Uh, yeah. yeah, and sometimes I'm just like, give me. Show me something. Yeah, I asked for that too. Yeah. Like, speak to me in my dreams, God. That'd yeah. be so cool. Like a vision almost. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between a vision and a dream? 
A vision is while you're awake. Okay. It's like when they seem uh, a lot scarier. When Paul's walking down the road, yeah, has a vision of Jesus. Was that an was that a vision or, or was like that Jesus just like was a full on encounter? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, it was an it encounter. Probably was. It was probably like okay, a hybrid. So other hybrid one, <laughs> other one is um, when Paul is praying, or Jacob in the stairway. Yeah, or, or Daniel no, when he's seen ten times. Too. Who? Jacob, Jacob? or Joseph? Because he laid down know. to sleep on that rock. So it was a dream. Yeah, yeah. His was, it a, was dream. a dream. But Paul's praying, and it's like right before lunchtime. And then and he God's the like, eat. And he's like, never. He's like, eat it now. Bacon. <laughs> Have some bacon. <laughs> eat it. Like, if you say so. And then I guess there's a merge of dream and vision when Joseph was interpreting the um, the wine bearer's dream and the... Mm. Is that was that? Well, a he dream? Had an Did he have a dream? They had dreams. They had dreams. Dreams. interpretation. Yeah, it's an interpret. So and then, and then he went, and then he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and then so those were all interpretations. But he also had dreams. He had his own dreams. He had his and own dreams. Interpretations. Yeah, he had his own dreams about like all the all the grain bound. Yeah, bound down to him, and the so this is an interpretation of this man's dream. We are Josephs right now, just at a lower level. There you go. You. <laughs> Nah, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's a good spot to conclude this episode. If you have any questions, send them in, even if they're funny. Yeah. Um, give us some feedback. What do you think about men, masculinity, yeah. well, and what God's vision and yeah, soulmates? And all we're going to we're gonna start reading this book. So if you're a dude or if you're a girl, I mean, you can try to read it if you want to, too. But if Check you want to read along with us. If you're a female. Yeah. yeah. For real. And uh, I guess it's going to be like a series. We'll, we'll kind of just talk about what's going on in here. So yeah. uh, read the book along with us. Give us your feedback, questions. Yeah. We'll have Kyle here to answer it. Most of the time, maybe. I we'll can't. That's <laughs> um. how we discuss. It's not answering. I Like, I'm journeying through this together, too, right? Like, I've been through it, and it changed me. But. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine.